there's never been a better time to be a direct-to-consumer business. Join us as we uncover the strategies and scaling secrets of the world's most disruptive brands and agencies. This is DTC by Pilot House. Hello and welcome to All Killer No Filler. I am Eric Dick along with co-host Kyle Guilfoyle and today we have a full panel of heavy hitters from the Pilot House team to talk fully uh, about our Black Friday Cyber Monday experience and how it all went, what worked well, uh, etc. So right off the top, what's the value rocket? Who's got some one one thing that we did this year that worked even better than we thought it did, thought it would? Start sales early. We launched our sales on Monday uh, and we saw a quadruple in revenue from Sunday to Monday in terms of total revenue on, on Amazon at least. Uh, and then ran that all week uh, and saw a big spike again on Friday. But we had the whole week of additional sales, which was great. Like, it, it, that brings up something super interesting that I was I heard on the My First Million podcast. The Shan, Shan Puri was talking about uh, this e-commerce method of actually like s- letting a Black Friday message slip out early to his list, as and he made it look as if it was like an internal memo to be like, "Hey, what's the finalization on the Black Friday deal?" And he sent it to his whole list, and they crushed with it. And then he told Sam Parr about it, and then they did that on their. Uh, for the trends list as well and absolutely crushed with it and so i thought i thought what an interesting he's like he's like this isn't going to work forever like it might work for another year or two but it's just it's, it's that idea of extending the window of what black friday cyber monday really means with sales this is definitely the year to do it i think that everyone got uh, in on the on the early early access the pre-sales uh starting you know way 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 earlier than than previous years um, consumers are ready this year, and uh, I don't think uh, I don't think you could lose if you did that. So, so one how thing early were our ads saying Black Friday. We what's that? We launched for for one of our clients. We were running Black Friday sale ads within the first week and a half of November. Yeah. So I think I think ten days into November we launched, and they started crushing right away. Yeah. Same on this end here. Yeah. I mean, and one I, thing. Go ahead, Jacob. No, I was just going to say, like, why not, you know, extend it? Like Andrew said, this is the year to <laughs> take advantage. Everyone's shopping online. So, uh, yeah, if you're just kind of limiting yourself to those four days on the weekend, like, you're losing out, especially this yeah. year. So, And then totally. we, we also even ran post-Cyber Monday. We ran, we extended, we basically built ads and sent emails that were, like, people were, you know, we got so much attention for our Black Friday deals that we've extended Cyber Monday. It's Cyber Week now. And we, we just actually ended today, this morning. How did you know when it was time to end? Um, started seeing a little bit of burnout. And we we also just had other sales planned um, that we planned on launching today. So I was going to say, I don't think you ended. You just started the next thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We also, we also just flipped over to a new sale. But. Nice. Which is geared towards Christmas now? Yeah, holidays. Very cool. Yeah. Just from a high level, uh, how was Black Friday Cyber Monday for our clients, Andrew? Uh, we saw biggest sales that we've ever seen uh, for eight of you know our top ten largest clients uh, right on Black Friday, which uh, you know that in itself is a is an interesting thing because I think last year everyone said Cyber Monday was the biggest day, uh, and we did see big Cyber Mondays, uh, but Black Friday was was just unreal and uh, yeah, record breaking for for eight of those ten clients. So can't complain about that. 
Yeah, I think uh, part of that, like, is historically Black Friday has always been the, the days people are rushing to the shops, right? And then Cyber Monday has been that, like, online sale aspect of the weekend. But this year, I think it's obviously all lumped into a, just a big sale there. So. Yeah, and and because because it it's obviously a different year with with everything that's going on in the world. Uh, I'm curious, did you guys did you guys approach it much differently from the way you'd approach it in previous years, or is it pretty much the same? I think we definitely planned ahead a lot more this year, um, just seeing the impact last year and just knowing the impact that was going to happen this year, you know, we we're hearing from all our internal sources, like really, you know, really hit a prospecting hard in those leading weeks, build up your lists and then just crank the retargeting over the weekend and even leading up to the weekend. And that strategy is, it seemed to work, I think across pretty much all our accounts. So. What sort of frequency levels are you like? How does how does frequency work during Black Friday? Like, how are you watching that closely? Are you willing to just sort of like take the caps off and maximize frequency? Is it something you keep your eye on during heavy like concentrated sales like this? We definitely kept our eye on it, but we we had also like Jacob said, we planned so far in advance. We were running campaigns that were meant to build our Black Friday audience in you know September October. And so we had massive, massive amounts of people that we could just slam the gas on and we didn't have to worry about frequency, but we definitely did keep an eye on it. But we're also, you know, you got to be aware that people are seeing a ton of ads. And so if they see one of your ads five times, like that's, that's completely fine on the Black Friday weekend. You don't really need to worry about it too much, but. You want to own as much of that as, as you possibly can. And, exactly. and one of the things that sets you up super well uh, for the kinds of things you need to, to, you know, to do during Black Friday, Cyber Monday is inventory and, and being able to trust your, you know, your supply chain and, and, tr and trust that you're able to invest a lot in inventory. How did we advise clients for this regarding inventory? Uh, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jacob. <laughs> sorry, I was just going to say, like, we were doing all, our, all we could there to kind of set expectations and get our clients, you know, ordering, you know, large large quantities, but <laughs> could only do so much there. And we definitely did uh, see a few, few inventory problems kind of over the weekend, but uh, yeah, I think it was a huge aspect of the, of the strategy for sure. We, yeah, we, we, we like to go, you know, deep with our clients, uh, understand, you know, the constraints and, and really kind of push them to, uh, I guess respect the 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 scale that we can achieve uh, on on all of these platforms, um, and it, it's one of those things that you have to balance. You know that risk and reward, and every client has a different uh, kind of threshold there of of or or even cash flow considerations or logistics. There's so many other factors that play into it uh, that we, you know, we don't shy away from. We kind of get in there with them to set it up uh, for success the best that we can. But in terms of, you know, this Black Friday, uh, inventory was probably the number one uh, uh, thing holding us back on, on many accounts, but just kind of the, so not the silver lining, but, Something that that I definitely noticed uh, in my own Black Friday shopping was that this wasn't wasn't unique to us. Everywhere, all the big brands, you know, everyone's feeling that inventory crunch. Uh, people are buying bigger bundles. You know, they're stocking up. They're doing all this kind of stuff. And and you know, the logistics uh, uh, and, and distribution lines are are 
taxed right now. So uh, it, it's just a tough year for that, but I, I feel as though we fared quite well, but it's it's learnings for next year. We're, we're just gonna, uh, you know, help, help our clients invest, invest ourselves and, you know, get really kind of, uh, you know, proactive with, with that planning um, because, it's, it's the worst when you're, you know, seeing success, you're seeing uh, scale and that's the sole reason that you can't, uh, you can't grow, grow bigger. So it's a good problem to have a, a good oh, yeah. problem that we had our systems dialed to the level where that became the major focus. Was there any, like, I know being so much more prepared this year, uh, how does that feel as a media buyer? I know, I know as a media buyer, sometimes you want to feel like you've got, you know, you're, you're running around all the time is like, was there a feeling this year because we were more prepared that we like, you know, like we, we felt we should be more stressed. Um, no, I, I mean, I think overall it was, it was great that, that we had had prepped so much. I mean, this year was definitely like, for example, we saw, I think last Black Friday, we had seen for one of our clients around double the conversion rate over Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend as like the first week in November. This year, it was close to triple. Um, so it was it was even bigger. Um, and the only reason we were able to handle that is because we had, like they were saying, we've done so much prep um, inventory wise, campaign wise, creative wise. Um, and so, I mean, if, if we hadn't have done all that, we would have been even more swamped than usual this year. And uh, I, I just want to circle back to, to inventory stuff a little bit because I think it's, uh, I mean, it's obviously important, but I remember, Rob, we were talking back in October and we were um, about inventory on Amazon and uh, you were, you know, you were suggesting that, uh, that uh, you know, folks need to get their ducks in a row by having, you know, maybe a, a third party uh, distribution uh, service. And I'm just wondering uh, if you could tell us a bit about uh, how, how that went for, for Amazon clients. Were there, were there big inventory issues or, um, or were they pretty much like, was it, was it well mitigated by, by those third party distri dis distributors? Yeah. So having FBM listing set up, which is having the ability to do fulfilled by merchant, uh, whether that's using your own fulfillment house or, or third party logistics really paid off for us this year. We had backup FBM SKUs set up for all of our clients and we used them on all of our clients. So it, uh, it helped us keep the sales going. Whereas if we didn't have those, we would have sold out and lost revenue and lost rank. So definite good plan. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, I'd also be curious. So back now, back to the media buying stuff. Um, what does like? How do you guys go about navigating uh, prospecting ratios versus retargeting ratios as you're like, you know, you're approaching the big the big weekend? Uh, is there is there like a strategy behind that? Um, so, like I said, like we were prospecting for people that we wanted to hit on Black Friday over the past couple months, um, and so over the past couple months, we've been heavily prospecting focused. Um, and then coming into Black Friday, I think we shifted to around a 70-30 retargeting to prospecting split. Um, but something that I actually noticed over the Black Friday weekend is that our prospecting campaigns, which we continued to run just on a little bit smaller scale, um, they started converting a lot better. Um, and so we actually shifted over the weekend from that 70-30 that was probably the, the week leading up to Black Friday to more of a 50-50 split again. Um, and we're really able to pump the gas on on prospecting. So it's super important to, you know, I think it's it's always important to to focus main, most of your spend on retargeting going into the Black Friday weekend because you know that's the audience you've been building. You want to try and convert that audience. They are going to convert better. 
Um, but always keep your prospecting stuff running because, you know, you never know if, if it's going to start pumping on Black Friday and you can really scale it up. And it also probably fuels the retargeting as well too, right? Exactly. Yeah. It continues yeah. to fuel it. And what over the weekend, yeah. are you aiming for? Like on that, on that prospecting, like, you know, it's that, it, I think it's hard for a lot of advertisers to spend into the void kind of thing to just be like, okay, this is what's happening. We're, we're going to acquire and then we're going to harvest them kind of thing as Dave Huffman would say. Uh, so while you're doing that heavy, heavy prospecting, like what are you, how are you communicating with the client to understand uh, you know, what, what's a tolerable ROAS during that period, I guess is my question. Well, you have to be willing to accept a lower ROAS leading up to Black Friday. Absolutely. Like conversion rates in October, end of October, early November are usually a lot lower than what you usually see. And then obviously lower than Black Friday weekend. Um, and so it's important to communicate that although, you know, you're not hitting these targets right now, you're going to be leveraging all of your spend that you've been doing right now and the audience you've been building to convert people on Black Friday weekend and really make it all profitable. And then it's important to just communicate looking at overall ROAS versus you know, daily or even weekly ROAS, because you're going to have times where you're spending 70% on prospecting. Obviously it's not going to be as profitable, but in the long run, you know, once you shift to 70, 30 retargeting, you're going to be able to convert those people and make it all profitable. So there's no, there's no specific ROAS. I don't think to look at, obviously it's super dependent on the client, on the product, on the margins. Um, but you just have to be willing to talk about that openly with clients. Yeah, we saw the same thing on, on Amazon It completely client dependent, but we really focused, spend a couple of weeks leading up to Black Friday on getting more impressions and getting some awareness out there. So for one client, we dropped our OS from like three to two, two and a half, and the other we dropped from a 1.5 to a one. Uh, but that's again, complete client dependent, what are their margins and how sensitive are they to uh, accepting that drop for the potential payoff? I think it's worth mentioning, you know, that, as a performance agency, we, we really don't run too many initiatives that are kind of long shots uh, in terms of, uh, you know, total upfront investment and then it, and then it comes back at you um, if it all comes together. Uh, we, we do do that, but we do that in a portfolio of strategies that supports, uh, you know, like Nate said, that overall ROAS. Uh, uh, that's sustainable. So the lowest that we really go with with any client uh, leading up to Black Friday or, or these types of big events is kind of break even. Um, you know, so we're not really putting these 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 advertisers at risk of of having to recoup absolutely everything. Uh, you know, ideally we have these prospecting, these list building, audience building strategies running at, you know, positive ROAS that is that is generating profit, uh, maybe at a sl slightly lower margin, um, but uh, we really kind of kick kick the gas on on um, scaling and and then kind of skim the top off in terms of profit uh, during those four days, uh, and it kind of all comes together again, like Nate said not focusing on the day-to-day -day stuff, but focusing on that overall month, month, you know, long goal. Another thing to note is that like for, for a couple of our clients, we have projected bigger months in December than November, although November had both Cyber Monday and Black Friday. Um, and this is because you're spending, first of all, you've spent so much prospecting for Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. So you've got a huge audience of people ready to convert. And then you convert a bunch of them over Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you're probably spending, you know, 60, 70, maybe even 80% of your November budget over that weekend. 
Um, and so you're getting even more people into the funnel, especially if you're able to crank up your prospecting. And then you've got all of this, this massive audience to convert over the holidays. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are having, they've got time off, they're getting money for Christmas or for the holidays, you know, they've got extra stuff to spend and they're just in that shopping mindset. And so you can convert a lot of those people over the holidays. So you can kind of allow a little bit lower of a ROAS. Obviously you want to be profitable in November um, and then aim to, you know, convert even more of those people at maybe even slightly lower spend, but higher margins um, over the kind of the holiday period. The, someone brought it up uh, nicely in the senior meeting today with the buyers. It was, it was Black Friday is really like getting us to that new plateau. Uh, so, yeah. you know, once we hit that, we have that momentum to carry forward. Uh, you know, maybe not quite uh, as big spending days, uh, but we're, we're, we're on a new level that we go forward right until uh, kind of the, the shipping timelines uh, st- tell us to stop. Um, or not, <laughs> or we just go right into New Year. Yeah, Christmas is still coming, people <laughs> still buying yeah. things. And, and Black Friday was just an investment in in that audience. It's it, it's it's very continual. You just you zoom out far enough, and uh, and it all it all looks good. I wanted to ask about um, uh, I wanted to ask about evergreen messaging versus like timely messages. I know with Facebook, you really have to have a strategy for making sure that y- you know when you have a sale, when you have a time sensitive thing, making sure that the, that the messaging with the time sensitivity gets prioritized or that your audience is really going to see this stuff. And it's not just going to get, you know, not your, your, your traditional winners, you know, which might totally override it. Don't take over. You've got to find ways that, that your audience sees these actual messages. So I was wondering how, how did that play out for us versus uh, which creatives were working best and how we made sure that customers were seeing what we wanted them to. It was quite a, quite a balance actually of both. Like we definitely took the two pronged approach. We kept, we were launching, you know, a lot of evergreen stuff in November, like we already mentioned. And like on my end, a lot of that actually performed just as well as the, the black Friday, the cyber Monday specific ads. It was more about, you know, catching that wave and riding that momentum into black Friday. Um, obviously pages, you know, the funnel, you want to tweak that for sure. But uh, yeah, the the evergreen stuff we we definitely kept running in the background. Like, if it's performing, why would you, you know, harm that natural scale that they bring as well? In addition to the, yeah, Have, did you guys sort of see similar? Or? Yeah, for for me, we we actually spent probably fifty percent of our budget on evergreen campaigns, um, and fifty on on Black Friday focused stuff and Cyber Monday focused stuff. Um, and and this was it's not like this was a fully planned we obviously planned to go into the weekend spending on both but it was completely based on return on ad spend and scalability but we just found that we were able to scale both up pretty equally and both were spending about 50 percent at around the same return on ad spend um, which is super super helpful transitioning now you know away from these campaigns instead of having to pause you know your highest spending campaigns say 75 percent of your budgets on black friday stuff instead of having to pause that and now you're only running at 15% budget and either you have to crank those up or build out new campaigns. It's super helpful for allowing us to kind of transition without dropping down and just being able to keep that baseline higher, like Andrew was saying. So it's worth, it's worth just going into a little bit of specifics around that. Like evergreen can be, it doesn't have to be, you know, your, your ads that you're running all year long. It can still have scarcity and urgency in it uh, or, or any of those other factors but you're, you're simply just not time, you know, boxing it in with that time of Black Friday sale or Cyber Monday. You're saying 
last chance, you know, and, and kind of talking about this, this sale, talking about, um, you know, the things are going to run out, uh, but you don't have to really mention the actual event, again, allowing you to continue right into uh, the, the, the gifting season and even further into uh, New Year as well. I yeah. think what we we're going to wrap up, but there's, you just mentioned gifting and I feel like, I don't know, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I'm, I'm interested in any approaches that we're taking uh, through this next period to really get at the gifter because the, the gifter, you know, a lot, almost always as a marketer, you're thinking of your, you're the person that you're advertising to as the, the end user of the product. But we're now in a season where a huge percentages of the purchases that are made and probably the ones through Black Friday as well are actually bought by people buying gifts for other people. I'm curious if there's any considerations that go into our campaigns with that. I can speak to that on, on Amazon. We're doing a lot of bidding on a lot of gift specific keywords, but also running sponsored brand ads where you get their go top of the page and you get a headline. So we'll run like best gifts for dad, best gifts for mom, sort of in that headline or the perfect gift, gift this Christmas, just really calling that out and then direct those ads to a custom page on our Amazon storefront, Amazon store that's all centered around gifting. So it's Christmas imagery, it's reviews, it's, it's testimonials saying how it was such a great gift. Uh, and that page alone has done a hundred thousand in rev this month, uh, on that store, which is, wow. Yeah. It's killing it. That's a gold nugget right there. People, anyone listening a, should be trying that. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. Um, kind of two questions here. So, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of advertisers will flock to platforms around Black Friday, Cyber Monday, because they, you know, they recognize the opportunity. Um, I have a hunch though, that for those people who just, just hit the platforms for BFCM, I, my hunch is that it probably doesn't work very well for them. And I'm wondering if you guys can confirm whether or not that's true. And if so, why or why not? And then I have a follow-up question. It's, it's one of those things that it is the most expensive time of the year, CPMs, uh, the competition is unreal. So um, if you're just stepping in for that, just stepping in for that dance, uh, you, you're not gonna do so well. Uh, there, you need to kind of build a foundation, warm the pixel, get the strategies. We, we test some of these Black Friday strategies uh, during Labor Day, during you know previous holidays. So by the time that we're ready for this, this big event, uh, we have the best foot forward uh, in, in, in what we're doing. So if you're only stepping in for that, you're competing against those, those players, right? Um, so that, that's one, one way to answer it. Uh, maybe someone else can step in with, with something else. If I, I think that's a, that's a fair answer. I think that's just about spot on. Awesome. And, and I mean, my, my uh, great segue to my follow-up question, which is uh, how how much did you guys see costs rise this year? From a CPM level, like gl yeah. globally, uh, you know, all of our clients, we saw it go up 50% day of, uh, but the week, the week leading up to it, uh, actually a bit higher than 50%, uh, but the, wow. the week leading up to it, uh, you know, every day it was, you know, another dollar higher, another dollar higher, another dollar higher. And right after it dropped back down, uh, but then, you know, sorry, right after Black Friday, drop right down. And then Cyber Monday was actually pretty low to start. And then end of end of Cyber Monday, it was right up there uh, at the highest I've seen. And that's just globally speaking for, for all of our accounts. Has it come down? 
have you noticed it come down or is yeah, it sort of for sure. coasting it, it's, not, it's not down to like October levels, but it's, it's down to, um, you know, kind of mid November levels. Cause now we're in the Q4 crunch as well, where all the, you know, the more established advertisers, the huge budget advertisers are there all rushing to, to make sure that their, their ad spend is, is spent for the year. So they get more next year. And so that's, that's the next crunch, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And just before we uh, wrap up here, uh, Nate has a, I think Nate has a, a bit of a value rocket he wants to share. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is that just because, you know, you've come into, and we did a lot of planning, obviously, for Black Friday, and we came in with these big strategies and kind of our campaigns set up, ready to go, doesn't mean that you should only follow that to a T. For, for our, my biggest spending Black Friday client, we did 28% of our revenue over the Black Friday weekend by building new campaigns day of. So like literally, you know, taking a campaign that's crushing it, duping it out, changing to one day click and view optimization and running it for the next couple of days or duping it, changing the copy, changing the headline, putting an overlay on an ad, stuff like that. 28% of our revenue over the weekend. That's awesome. uh, that just reminded me, I, like I know a few other of our clients, we did the exact same thing, did MinRoas campaigns, yeah. uh, did cost cap, just basically anything. Value optimization, yeah. yeah. Throwing an overlay, changing a headline, like anything at all, just like finding your top performers, scaling them, duping them out, and just making slight changes that that uh, also might be winners. So, More Is that just kind of like, wave. is that just kind of yeah, exactly. like, it's just sort of, is that, is it also just sort of jolting the pixel into like, finding new pockets of opportunity or like, like, like how, like, why does that work? Well, it, it's just horizontal scaling. And because you're, you're duping something that's already working, if you're making a slight variation of it, there's a good chance it's going to work just as well, maybe better, maybe a little bit worse, but there's a really good chance it's going to work just as well. And it, you know, it's exactly what Eric said, more surfers on a wave. So awesome. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for your time today. Uh, if you're listening, go to D2C Plus right now. We're still taking our first 100 users. We're almost sold out of these first 100. But if you want to join D2Cplus.co for a 50% off your annual cost, you can use the promo code DTC. Uh, sorry, founders. Was it? D2C, yeah, D2C Founders is the promo code. So we're still accepting. We still have got a couple slots left in our first 100. So make sure you take advantage of that. Uh, and then otherwise, we'll be back next week with some more uh, exciting stuff. But thanks for coming on today, guys. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks, yeah. Eric. Yeah. Now Thank for the you. company meeting, we can thanks, all track Kyle. the beers that were sent to us. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Fantastic. Thanks, all right. Cheers, guys. Cheers.